0: Swish, swish, bish, another one in the basket, Can't touch this, another one in the casket,
1: your game is time. Welcome to Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher.
0: I'm your co-host Danielle
1: Colangelo and I'm your co-host Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths.
0: However, to keep the identity of the students and companies we worked for safe, we won't be mentioning any by name, and if we do, they will be changed.
1: That being said, let's get into today's topic. Social dances or viral dances. So, I'm sure every dance teacher has had to deal with this over the course of time, but I feel like in this current day and age, it's so... um, some lucky teenager, or typically, or younger, will do a dance and record it. And then some celebrity will like it, share it, and comment into two billions of people. And now it is the latest craze that is disrupting all of our classes. And I, I wish, like, I wonder if it was the same in the 80s. like, Or, like, the, like the early 90s, 80s, 70s. Like, did they not have the internet? Well, when they didn't have the internet I, to, like, combat this. Because, like, all right. we're all tired of our kids doing the shoot and floss and Millie Rock and everything I, in between. So, like... I, I wonder what.
0: I feel like there must have been like these like social or like quote unquote viral dances, which you know obviously weren't viral in the eighties yeah. or nineties, but they either saw them like on TV, maybe a singer used to do them, or they were in like a movie. Cause, cause the moonwalk, sure, like, right. moonwalk, like the moonwalk, I'm sure. Like I think like the moonwalk. I'm thinking of um. Uh,
1: James Brown. There's and like the... you know the Running
0: Man. There's like the oh, yeah. the um the sprinkler yes. you know those things where but and I, I'm so I'm sure they did but I think the difference was um, you didn't it wasn't as necessarily readily available so it yeah. wasn't just kids constantly 24-7 pulling things up on their phones and their computers and just constantly um, doing them in that sense you know and so it's hard because it's like do I love that kids are like learning dance moves like that's what they're into yeah i think that's great but is this the right thing to be learning like i don't, I don't I know do. so
1: the first point is do they belong in a formal dance class so i teach a lot of street jazz which is basically codified hip-hop um used by a different name Mm -hmm. but hip i teach a lot of hip-hop i teach a lot of street jazz or i teach a lot of uh commercial jazz when commercial jazz is like music videos um with a little bit more tech jazz technique thrown in there like you might see a pirouette or but you're also gonna see hip-hop principles as well Mm -hmm. as as well and things like that so i teach a lot of classes like that so like part of me goes i understand why they want to bring that into my class but it never goes any further Mm -hmm. so i don't i don't know i'm kind of 50 50 on it if it belongs in a formal dance class i
0: think that a lot of these um and we'll we'll get to this in a little bit but i think a lot of these dance moves too um you know right now a lot of the popular ones are these Fortnite dances and the floss which started with that video of the backpack kid yes um and there's some other stuff out there but those are the big ones right now and i do think that where I know that a lot of these actually originated from legit other dance styles and dance moves. And so they've been kind of formed and shaped and become this, like, Fortnite thing. So I think that um, there can be a time and place in certain classes, in either hip-hop classes. And when I say hip-hop, I actually do mean more so, like, commercial hip-hop or, like, street jazz, commercial jazz. Yeah. Because... When I say hip-hop, you know, I would I would hope that if someone's teaching hip-hop, they have the fundamentals of what West Coast versus East Coast is, of what yeah. house is versus voguing versus, you know, um, whacking and all these things and kind of mm-hmm. have, like, the history to back it up. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to get that in college by someone who, you know, actually did create hip-hop and the hip-hop movement, one of the founders of hip-hop. But I think that, you know, so there's a difference between hip-hop hip hop like real hip hop and then commercial hip hop is what you see in music videos and movies and such.
1: And you just well the and the the reason why I say I struggle with it with it there being a an I guess a need for the informal dance classes is because a part of the hip hop community is social. Like there is a social gathering yes. aspect to it. And you are playing to like crowds and audiences. So I've seen even like big name hip hop choreographers or commercial dance choreographers put stuff in just because for the the viral ability of it. I mean Backpack Kid, his video went viral and then he lit ended up in Katy Perry's video. Right.
0: I mean I think it's And she, super, he did several live
1: spots with her as well. Like yeah. live live performance. I think it's really
0: well. smart. Um I think it's a good tool that you can put into your dances. Um and I do think there's a lot of really smart, um, very skilled choreographers out there who are legitimate hip-hop dancers, but also, you know, can do our street jazz and our commercial hip-hop and everything like that. Oh, yeah. So I think that there can be can be a place for them. Now, a place for them in terms of, I'm thinking there can be a place for them when you put them into choreography. I don't... think th-
1: long to using them for routines.
0: Right. But yeah. I don't think that these are dance moves that should be taught. I don't think that these are really necessarily dance moves that should be broken down in a fundamentals class and taught and, you know, and then, like, you add on the next step in the next level. Like, I, these are... Okay,
1: but challenge to that, I have a group of kids that are being like, I want to go audition for, let's say, Missy Elliott's next music video. Yeah. I need to be able to know how to do this. And a part, so what do you... How do I answer that as a jazz teacher, as their commercial teacher? Yeah, I mean, teacher. I
0: guess, I guess that is true. I guess don't I mean,
1: get me wrong. I feel the same way. Where it's right. like, What do I, guess, I do? But I it's guess like
0: personally, I feel like I'm not going to take the time out to teach them these things that they easily can go on the internet fair. and learn because fair. that's where they came, that's where they saw them to begin with. When I can teach them so much more, and I guess it's different. I guess it kind of depends on the situation. If you do have kids that are like, we're going to audition for this you know, Missy Elliott music video and they expect us to be able to do X, Y, and Z, you Mm. know, viral social dances right now, then you can like take a moment and and go through it with them and kind of break it down. But I think that's more so on like a a specific basis, Um, like a date, you know, a very versus just like, yeah, case by case basis versus versus like your whole class. This is what we're going to work on today. You know, this shoot.
1: Right, yeah. Now, so, see, that's fair. I think that's probably right. Because I've definitely never... Because I have used it in my elementary school dance. Because essentially I needed... I didn't have time to set a transition. So I was like, improv, it's only eight counts. And then we go right back into it. And I was like, I, I'm i not the biggest fan of it. But like eight counts of them kind of hopping around and burning off energy as well will be perfectly fine. But it just became... A punch of them trying to do all these viral dances, and it just looked crazy. So I was like, "That's my own fault. I should have known better." Mm-hmm. So we're gonna just codify it. So I took what they already knew and codified. It and be like, "We're gonna do four counts of the shoot, two of the floss, and then we're done." Yeah, like so, just setting parameters for it. So I think that again, I think that's a that was as. Closest I'm probably ever going to get to like putting it in there. Putting it in a dance.
0: Yeah. I did kind of the same thing. I choreographed a a dance last year. And they were, you know, very into the Millie Rock and the Floss at that point. And so I did the same thing where I did kind of like four counts of of the Floss. And into four counts of the Millie Rock. So it literally was just like one count of eight. Letting them do this with the rest of the choreography before and after. And I do have to say that like... It ended up looking good. They were so into the kids that they actually kind of, they bought more into the routine as a whole because they were excited to know that that was something that they got to do in the dance. And I also kind of used it as leverage. I remember telling them like, all right, I'm going to put this in for you guys. I know you really want to do it, but if the rest of the dance starts to look sloppy or we can't get the rest of the dance together, um, then I'm going to take out. The, the Floss and the Millie Rock.
1: Yeah. So
0: um, I think that really worked in my advantage, and it ended up being really fun. And when then the kids performed the dance, the, when it came time for that, you know, that A-count, the parents went wild. Yeah, um, they did. So I think that was really cool. I also have to say, I was at, um, I was with a dance teacher from another school last week, and we were talking about this, and she led a workshop in um, hip-hop, and she was, you know, she was saying that recently she created Choreographed to Dance for her older kids. And she said that, you know, she she hates the whole viral dance thing, you know, just like her. all of us. Like, it's, it's banned her. in all of our classes. You cannot do yeah. it. You get in trouble if I see it. But she realized that sometimes, like, that's something that's really important to the kids. And sometimes you have to meet them halfway. Yeah. And so what she ended up doing, and she showed us the routine, was... She created a hip hop routine where the beginning was a bunch of different a bunch of different, you know, the social dances, the Fortnite dances, whatever we're calling them, had a bunch of those. And she was like, this is also a way that all of the kids could feel comfortable and confident. And she's like, so we went through that. She was like, it was about like two to three counts of eight. And she's like, and now we're getting into the real dance. And now we're actually doing real hip-hop. She's like, but I have the buy-in of the kids being excited and yeah. feeling confident because it's something they recognize and they're excited about and they already know how to do. So I, I I do understand it in that sense. And I do think that there are super smart ways to use it, but you got to use it like with that little, like it's only a count of eight or it's only two counts of eight. But you
1: know, and I, because it kind of goes to a point you were making earlier when like my kids will like. They don't just, because I do the same thing, like, I'll go down a rabbit hole of watching choreography on YouTube for hours. Yeah. So, like, it's that same kind of thing. After watching videos of the Floss to Shoot or whatever dance is about at the moment, they'll continue watching other dance videos. Mm -hmm. And so, my kids literally almost every, and these are my high school kids, will come in every other week showing me some new dance routine from some choreographer that they found online... And I just, I can't, I don't want to deny, like, they're looking at dance, they're searching for dance, like, they're looking up, they're, like, they're looking up moves, like, that was what, right, that was, what was exactly. really nice with my seniors this past semester, is that they came to me being like, oh, we've seen, so, like, they ended up watching, it was like um, a swing dance competition, mm-hmm. so they were seeing some of the tricks and stunts and that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, y'all know that I'm, I'm really good at those, like, oh, we didn't know that, can we do, like, it's so like some bait like it was like a fish lift or something. Like, not anything like super crazy. Right. Um, but they were like, Can we do it? And they're like, Do you know how to do that? And I'm like, yeah, I've been doing that lift since I was like your age. So yes, right. sure, we can do lifts. But they got there, start I think it was like a rock or something. I don't know, but they got there through a viral video. Yeah. So as much as like, and again, I'm the same way, like I had to and we're about to get into Fortnite. I had to ban all those dances. But like, I it's a gate, social dances are a gateway to other forms or of hip-hop or other forms of dance. Mm-hmm. And so I can't help but, like, love the fact that my kids are interested in talking about dance outside of class. But also hate it because I know that, like, that's all that they see.
0: Right. That sometimes they're not, you know, they're not the kids that go down that rabbit hole and then they discover swing dance and get
1: excited about that and lifts and stuff. So that and- came about, for me, for Fortnite. So let's dig in.
0: Um, yeah.
1: My, so it started with, I have, surprisingly this year, I'm teaching at a middle school. Oh, yeah. I can kind of rip that in. Um, I was, uh, teaching, I'm teaching at a middle school now where I have more boys than girls.
0: That's fine. Don't
1: know how that happened. So we were doing, we got done with like the introductory of like, these are all the dance styles, styles we'll be doing throughout the year. And it was kind of coming up on a lot of different breaks. so I knew I really wasn't going to see them a lot. So I was like, let's do an improv unit where, an improv unit where you can kind of create your own, where it's like, I'm not shelling out choreography that's going to go waste it. I can mm-hmm. just teach a few principles here and there, clean up a few moves. And basically, I, like I said, I have a bunch of seventh grade boys. So all they do is go home and play Fortnite every night. So my response, I said, no viral dances. Mm-hmm. And they said, cool, not a problem. Mm -hmm. And then they start showing me, and again, they were only doing 16 counts, Um, but it was all Fortnite dances. And I said, those are all viral dances. No, it's not. This is on Fortnite. I said, well, do you know where that started from? It's on Fortnite. And they go, no. Mm -hmm. It started from this viral video that took it from this style of dance. Right. So we ended up playing this wraparound conversation where I had to like constantly... They would show. They showed me so many videos from Fortnite, trying to prove to me that it didn't start somewhere else. And I would show them twenty other videos that countered that. And Grant, they're young. They're learning, but it, it like it, it ruined improv for for them for a while because they didn't they didn't understand the idea of how you move your bodies or like the the principles that come with improv of like how do you move your body to the music. You know, does this certain movement feel right? Does Mm -hmm. this certain movement feel wrong? Like, all of that that we talked about and had some really good discussions went out the window the minute they were up on their feet. It became all about this Fortnite dance or this viral dance. And so that's kind of where I'm like, that. well, that's where for me in my classes, I think I actually posted about this on social media. That's when I had that moment where I was like, I'm banning all of them. And so, like, I straight up just, they're not allowed at any point in time. And so, the rule is, if they're caught doing any social dances, they have to do push-ups. Because I'm just tired. I'm tired of seeing them. And it's just, it's hindering them so much. And I just don't, I don't understand it. Um, And not to mention, so, the company, the video game company that creates Fortnite is being sued. Really? Really? So they're being sued because, essentially, Fortnite. So it's a video game that is like, essentially, you're dropped into this area and you basically kill everyone, and the the arena shrinks. So eventually, the space yeah. you're shooting shrinks. That's what the game is. As far as the dances goes, there are emotes, which is your little character. You can pay money to unlock these certain moves.
0: Which is so interesting to me because none of this, I feel like, makes sense or goes together.
1: Oh, at it all. It's basically, like, let's say you kill a bad guy or you kill your friend or whatever. And like, then you do a dance. You basically get to do the dance. So weird. Because, uh, like, there's even, like, they even, mo- like, have modeled costumes or things like that. Like, after like after Infinity War came out, there was a Thanos, um, like costume so you can buy
0: random. and
1: again it is basic it is a it is a money-making tool because again these emotes are behind the paywall so like the game itself may be free or i don't know you could pay whatever for it but like the for like to do the floss mm-hmm. that emote can be five dollars so and right, so yeah. i have no doubt out of a class of 30 boys All of them have spent $5 of their parents' money buying this email. Definitely. Just so they say they can. Or like some is like, you have to get to this level and it unlocks and things like that. (laughs) So again, I'm a video game nerd, so I appreciate a small portion of this. But what doesn't work for me is that... And we did a whole episode on stealing work. They basically saw a viral video that everyone loved and they copied it. But they did not contact these people. They made no attempts whatsoever. So that
0: they didn't have to... Pay them. Pay or them. Say that roya- it wasn't it's
1: royalty. Their yeah. It's it's royalties or and honestly like, and to be fair, some of these people that some of these kids that went viral for these dances are in fact kids, not related to the industry in any way, shape or form. Yeah. So they honestly probably could have paid them a flat fee and been just fine. Oh
0: well, yeah.
1: But now they're caught up in this huge litigation being like your game is literally blowing up. Because of something that I did. And so, like, that, that doesn't work. I need to be work. paid
0: for it. Right.
1: Like, I need to be paid for that. That doesn't work. Um, so, I can't help but... I can't help but also feel the type of way about that. Because the stealing of work does not work for me. Like, I, I'm i a big person of... You give credit. Like, intellectual properties are a real thing. And, they're, like I said, the Broadway community is also kind of dealing with that kind of same issue as well at the moment. So, like, there's just a lot of frustration about something that you created and someone else taking it. Mm -hmm. And just also the the hit that Dance is taking because of it. You know? Like, I at this point, I don't think I'm going to be teaching improv units for a while. Or, like, I've shortened it. Like, I've had to, Mm -hmm. like, normally I try to do, like, an entire month worth of improv where we start them creating their dances at the beginning of the month. By the end of the month, we do an in-class informal showing, which I typically record so I can show it at the end of the school year, you know, during our, like, presentation. I can be like, remember when you did this? At this point, I cut them down to, like, two weeks, and we're supposed to have another unit of it this semester. It might be a day. (laughs) Like, I just don't I don't think I can sit through it again.
0: So, I... um, So, a couple things. Fortnite dances are banned in my classes. Um, The only time that they can do them is if they've earned some sort of, like, dance party as, like, a class, as a reward thing. They have a whole reward system. If they earn, like, a freeze dance party or whatever, I'm like, do whatever you want. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, So, they know that. They know that if they get caught... When I am working with another kid, or I'm changing the music, or we're just trying to learn something else, if they get caught doing one of the Fortnite dances, or a lot of them try to do the thing where they're sitting down, and I'm like, all right, everyone, like, stand up. We're going to get started. on like, warm up or whatever. They'll stand up, and they'll try to, like, do the floss while they stand up. And they know, or the shoot, and they know that if I catch them, it's it's a problem. Like, they end up getting a consequence in class, and it carries over to their homeroom, and it's it's a problem. Um, I was allowing my oldest kids are working, have begun to work on a choreography unit and understanding what choreography is. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about what is an ABA format and kind of like at the basis of what choreography is. And they had to work first by themselves and then with a partner to create a small ABA phrase. That's not improv. That's actually choreography that you can repeat and repeat and repeat because you've literally said it. And at first they asked me, you know, can I do a Fortnite dance for one of my dance moves in one of my sections? And I was like, all right, fine. You know, fine. And, and then I'm walking box. Uh, Yeah, and I'm box. <laughs> and I did, because as I start walking around. Then they're doing all these other things and they're like, and then some of these kids are smart. So then some of them are like, no, it's not Fortnite. It's like X, Y, and Z that's on YouTube. And I'm like, finally, I was like, all right, stop. I was like, listen, we're not doing Fortnite at all because instead of you guys thinking about using different Mm -hmm. ways to create dance moves, thinking about everything that we've, that you've been taught, thinking about all of the different dance elements you've been told about and all of that stuff. You are just doing Fortnite dances, and you're not actually thinking about what it means to do, to do. You're not thinking. That's
1: it. You're just not thinking. So
0: those are banned. You know, at first they were like, ah, that's so mean. But they honestly got over it pretty quick. And to be honest, and they had they did a presentation of their phrases today. You know, all their phrases were like, you know, no more than three counts of eight. And you know what? Everyone Everyone's look great. They actually had to think about dance moves. They actually yes. had to think about, okay, we're going to use opposition and level, so how do we do that? And I was like, wow, look what happens now. Nice. So that's in terms of banning. And then I um, I only do improv with select classes or select groups because I don't like to do it with big classes. I think it's just too much and too heady for younger kids and bigger mm. classes to get. So I do it with my smaller, older kids. We've started to talk about what is improv um, and how it is about, like, how does mm-hmm. the music connect to your body? How does it make your body want to move? Why do you feel a certain way? What type of emotion does it um, evoke? And how can you, you know, we have talked about what improv is. And so I do not think, and I've told them that I don't want to see any Fortnite dances in improv because it's not improv, because it's, it's something that you've practiced and you've practiced. Yes. And yes, you can put leaps and turns into improv, but it's about what is that connection of music? What is the story it's trying to tell you? And how can your body move in different ways? And if you're like, well, I'm doing improv and you just do the floss and then the shoot and then the milli rock and the, you know, whatever, oh, that's not improv and that's not creating that space
1: because they also get very like locked in to like some of these Fortnite emotes are like a full 16 counts yeah so, and like, they like, they like i locked, have to do it the whole time right i have to do the entire full thing and they're like so like one of them i watched they were doing they were like i was like this is this still one emo and they're like yeah and i was like That's her whole 16 counts. That doesn't work. Like, that doesn't work. And it just, it creates a rigidness to their thinking of dance that I just, it doesn't work. Yeah. And we keep mentioning improv, but just like that fluidity, 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 doesn't, like, is needed through several different styles of dance. Yes. So it just doesn't work as a whole to do that.
0: I do, like we said earlier in the episode, I do think there can be a time and place to put, you know, four counts or eight counts in of mm-hmm. specific moves here and there kind of inter, um, intermittently yes. in certain dance pieces, especially to get the buy-in from students and get them excited. But in terms of like, it can be in like when students are developing their own choreography, I would advise against it. I do. You know, I saw, I literally like, at first I, I lear- was like, that's fine. And then I <laughs> was like, no. And I don't think that it's okay for improv because I, first of all, I think... I think improv is something that um, is not easy for kids to understand by any means. Yes. And I do think it's important to start younger, 100%. But then, yeah, just being like, oh, yeah, just do your Fortnite dances over and over and over, that's 100% not what improvisation no. is.
1: No, no, no. And so. I, it actually, like, actually, we can move right along to um, I'm sorry, what? Or I love dance, but... And this one kind of goes off of our main topic today for me. Um, It's one of those, like, I love dance, but teachers don't let your bad habits affect your students. Mm. So in MATAC classes, um, we finally codified our warm-up. And it took me a while just because I was, like, tempo and, like, I wanted them to actually learn moves. So we would spend whole classes doing just for laps. And again, some of you, like, some of people feel the type of ways, like, how can you spend a whole class doing a flap? And I was like, well, again, new kids to dance, learning tap for the first time. Oh, yeah, it takes we a long time. We spent a whole time. hour learning flaps. So, here we are, second semester, taught him the warm-up. Like I said, we're into January, so, like, taught him the warm-up, codified him. In my warm-up, I always have a refrain, and the refrain is slide to the right, uh, clap, slide to the left, clap. Turn around. Mm-hmm. So that puts you out of the mirrors because only one side of my yeah. room is mirrors. It would you would have think like I set off a nuclear bomb. So I always l- mind you, it's, and then you repeat what you've already done. And the combo so the combo is eight flaps going forward, eight shuffles coming back, eight paradiddles, four cramp rolls, mm-hmm. slide to the right, slide to the left, clap them, between turn around. I can't get any more basic than that. And again, it's mostly just to warm your feet up. It is a warm up. Right. That is it. So it's not, they're all to like Michael Jackson songs. So that's not a fast tempo. It's pretty easy beat. You can kind of grew to and get into the mindset of a class. They turned around from that mirror and they were completely lost. And I was like, no, nothing changes. Nothing happened. It's the same thing we've been doing for a couple weeks now. Right.
0: You're still moving to your right side first or your left side first. You're still using your right leg first.
1: Right. So, literally, I struggle through classes and the after-school dance teacher stops by and she goes, oh, I wanted to meet you because they said there was a teacher and I didn't know if you were going to last because I know the school had some issues before. I said, yeah, no, I'm here. Amazing. I'm here. So, I took that with a grain of salt and we going along and she saw, like, my eighth graders, who was the last Peter today... They were practicing the warm up out of the mirror, and they were like, "Wait, you're not using the mirrors because they were facing away from uh, the mirrors towards the lockers." And I was like, "Oh yeah, we use the mirrors." I said, "But in their warm up, I said when I'm teaching new stuff, they get to use the mirror." But right. after after I think I think the rule I set for them is two weeks. I think after two weeks you have to we turn it out of the mirror right away, and after two weeks of learning something new, is turned out of the mirror. And so she was like, "So they're having to learn without using the mirror." I said, yeah, I mean, eventually, like, Mm -hmm. there's no mirror on stage. Oh, I don't know how you can do that. I always have to have them in the mirror. So, in my head, I'm like, so you're the reason. You're the reason why my classes were hell today. Because you've been here longer than me, and you've never taught them without using that mirror. Yeah. How, girl, how? And I was just like, well, I think it's a good idea. You should try, like, turning them away from the mirror and see if they really know it. She goes, yeah, I think I might, but, like... It's just so hard to teach and to see, and I was like, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I I love dance, but, like, girl, your bad habit is messing these kids up, because I I, I wonder what her tech rehearsals look like, or her, you know, her dress rehearsals look like now, so, like, I, no, 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 nope, don't do it, don't do it, get out the mirror, get out the mirror.
0: I, um, I have an I Love Dance Buck kind of, kind of thing, um, or, uh, Just a silly thing. So, or like an I'm sorry what. I guess it's kind of both. Anyway, um, I've been recording certain snippets of classes for a project I have going on. And um, my manager has been coming in and recording for me. So, she's Mm -hmm. recording while I'm teaching these certain snippets. And then the kids are doing their thing and whatever. And I sat the kids down. They're my older kids. I sat them down last week. And I, you know, remind them every day, like, listen, guys. This is something that's going on. It's really important to me. Um, I, you know, I need you to stick with me on this. This is what, this is why we're doing it. And I I tell them, I'm very honest with the older kids. This Mm -hmm. is what it's for. You know, moving. So they were so good about just like being on the same page with me, taking one for a team. You know, it works because they still get extra practice in the thing that was being recorded, which was how to do it, them developing choreography, which is, really great for them to continue to work on it and work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, so they knew and they were so good. And today, um, at the end of the recording, my manager kind of gave a thumbs up and I was like, are we good? And she's like, yep, I got it. It's great. And all the kids heard that. And she was like, great job, you guys. And she told the kids, like, you guys are great. Great job. And she walked out of the room so I could have the rest of the class so just now everyone could relax and do their thing. Yeah. And my kid, one of my kids raises their hand and he's like, So, do we get, like, special prizes now? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, but we were, like, so good. Like, can we get prizes? And I was like, no. Also, I don't have any prizes in my room right now. And then, (laughs) at my school, we have a Harry Potter Hogwarts competition going on. So, each grade is a different house. And they can get points for a plethora of reasons. And they can get points taken away for a plethora of reasons. And um, and then at the end of every couple of months or so, they, we announced the winning grade, and that winning grade gets something special. So last time, like, the winning grade was kindergarten, and they got to go see Wreck-It Ralph in the movies and have a whole day at the movies.
1: Oh, cute.
0: And then it starts over. So, and I think it's about to come to a close soon for our second round, so I was like, no, no prizes. And then another kid raises their hand. So, can you just, like... Give us like fifty Gryffindor points then, and I was like, "Oh my God, you can't bribe me!" <laughs> and I also was like, straight up, I was like, "I was like, the principal's gonna know if I like send a, like a group text to our like how we keep track of it and be like fifty points for Gryffindor because they rocked class today." She'd be like, "You can't give Danielle like you can't give them to points when they're in your class with you, right. even though they really did do an amazing job and they like totally met me a hundred percent of the way to get this project done." Um, they were just so funny and they're like, well, can we like, I just love the undertone
1: of bribery. It's like, Oh,
0: I'm like, they straight up, they straight up know what bribery is. Yeah. They like straight up know what bribery (laughs) is. So that was really funny and entertaining.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. I love that.
0: It was very entertaining.
1: Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed on this episode, but we hope that you will join us next week.
0: And every week after that.
1: We want to say a special thank you to our listeners.
0: Our numbers keep growing, and that's all thanks to you.
1: Episodes come out every Tuesday.
0: You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to like,
1: comment, and subscribe.
0: Google, uh, Google Play Music, iTunes, and Spotify are perfect places to do that.
1: You can find us on Facebook at Point Your Toes. or also on Instagram and Twitter at Point P-Y-T.
0: You can email us at P-Y-T-N-Y-C-29 at
1: gmail.com. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes. We of we so I'm making hits with <laughs> Swish, swish fish. Another
0: one in
1: the basket.